Rafi tumbles through the air and slams into that pillar in front of you, Harold. He looks at you. He looks past you. Mama, I'm... And he closes his eyes. No! Fudge this, and I, I pick up Rafi, and I, I'm just heading towards the, the temple. The door opens, and it's your sister. If you're asking me to do what I think you're asking me to do, that's some dangerous magic. You don't have to tell me how dangerous it is, Martha, right? Just he needs... He he, he, he should never have been... I mean, I don't even know what he was doing there. He was working in a bloody library an hour ago. Fix him! And now, we continue. do what I can, Harold. She lights candles in the room and starts burning incense and goes about preparing to cast the spell. Harold will reach into his pocket uh, and um, he'll produce uh, a diamond and uh, he'll say, I've, uh, well, I was hoping not to need this, but uh, if you think it will help, uh, he, he can have it. She looks at it. It, it would help. Weren't you saving that for... Okay. And she takes the diamond from you. And then she is going to cast the spell. Raise dead. Now, this isn't something that has come up previously, but we are using the fading spirit alternative resurrection rules mm. um, that made popular by Critical Role and Matt Mercer, who, who wrote them. So it's not just you cast the spell and they are back. There's a, a yeah. check that needs to be made. So I am going to, to roll for that. All right, Martha, you are a cleric of life and death. Here we go. She begins chanting the, the words and these candles, they flicker from just a regular orange light to this white radiant light that you're so familiar with, Harold. Mm-hmm. The diamond floats from Martha's hand to above his body and the crystal begins to refract this glowing white light and the room is filled with this glow and the coolness in the room is replaced by this calming warmth that, that fills every square of this room. It fills you and you, you feel calm. Mm-hmm. true calm to your very being and you feel still in this moment Martha looks at you and then places her hands on the gem there is a momentary flash of light where her hands touch the gem and the diamond disintegrates into dust and then to nothing and then it all rushes away as Rafi <gasps> 
Harold just sinks to the floor. Uh, just opens his eyes. Rafi, you, uh... You, uh... Oh, you gave me quite a scare, to be honest. Harold, I... Uh, uh, my arm! Don't, uh... Don't, don't move. You're, you're still very... Well, I don't have to tell you how you are, I suppose. Martha begins casting another spell on him, and the pain creasing across his, fra- his face fades, and the, the wound on his arm closes. Mm. His arm doesn't regrow, but it, it's no longer bleeding terribly. And he lays back down and loses consciousness, breathing calmly. <sighs> Harold, that... What? What happened? Well, I, I... I suppose you know a little bit of the story, but... Martha, for whatever reason, we, we got entangled with these people who... They're, they're just awful. And that they had this, this thing, this big metal construct of some kind and just wherever we went it just seemed to pop up we were we were literally just looking for a book and this thing started chasing us and uh potentia was able to sort of evaporate somehow i don't really know exactly uh what what she did but she clearly materialized somewhere else and, um, you know, Meredith and I sort of ran away and we were on our way to find Gregory, you know, get some backup and, uh, I mean, Potentia, obviously, you know, this thing caught up with Potentia and I, I don't even know how Rafi got involved. You know, he was he was literally stacking books on, on a shelf. And he, uh, he got caught up in it somehow and it, it literally tore his arm off, flinging him, uh, well, uh, flinging him at, uh, at me, and, um, he, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I, 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 I couldn't, uh, I, Harold, it's, it's okay. I, I couldn't catch him, he hit the rock, and, uh, I'm sure it's not your fault, Harold. She steps over towards He, he never, he, Martha, he wouldn't have been there if it weren't for us, I, Oh, I've been so horrible to him as well, you know, he, he's not, you know, he got, he, he got caught up with the wrong people, I suppose, but he, you know, he was trying to live a better life and then all of this happened and, uh, I, I feel responsible. I, well, Harold, uh, she looks back at, at Ravi, all evidence of the contrary I'm sure having you as a friend is a good thing. And if you are his friend, I'm sure, you know, he'll he'll pull through. <sighs> yes. Um I, I honestly I I didn't know if it would work. Sometimes it's uh eventually, you know, the soul uh moves moves on, doesn't it? And uh But I I, I couldn't 
I couldn't see him go like this, Martha. He, he, he didn't deserve to be in, in that situation. And, you know, the bloody idiot found his bravery all of a sudden. And, well, I, I'm just glad he's, well, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be okay, but at least, well, at least he's still here. Yeah. And we'll discuss what that means later. Every, every action has consequences and what we have done tonight has interrupted the natural flow of life and death. And there are consequences for that. I am not a necromancer, Harold. I do not raise the dead. But what we did tonight was bring someone back from the dead. There is a distinction, one that I understand very well, but others will not. And when it comes to messing with the flow of life and death, there are always unforeseen consequences. Help me move him to the recovery room. He's going to want a soft bed when he wakes up. Mm. The Oak Row end of the bridge is swarming with guards. They are combing the area for evidence of what's happened here. Two of the city clerics have come over and given you both a once-over. You're both at full health once again, and under Meredith's direction, proper ointments have been applied to that wound to try and stave off infection. I was going to say, can I check that? But awesome. That first wizard who arrived, he walks over to the two of you now that you're a bit more settled. How are you doing? I'm feeling much better, thank you. I'm Meredith, by the way. Thank you so much for the save. We really needed it. Doing my job and it looked like things here were were fine. I am Officer Bunting. It's lovely to meet you, Officer Bunting. How's the golem looking? It looks inert now. That stone tablet is not coming out of that metal as easily as we'd like. And we're not willing to remove that dagger just yet. Would Meredith understand why? Because Joe certainly doesn't. Meredith probably wouldn't understand why. Potentia might. Yeah. Why Why not? Golems, well... We, we got it, right? It looks like you have, but we've had reports of this golem a couple times in the city and it always seems to get back up somehow. Hmm, yeah. And the heart of a golem is a stone tablet with the inscriptions of what it's instructions are for life who it obeys what it does right and uh i don't know if you got a good look at it but that writing on that tablet is very intricate very small whoever made this gave it some pretty complicated instructions and a lot of them that's not good so there's no way to get it out we can't get it out we're investigating okay i don't believe i got your name and he looks at you potential I don't think Potentia's particularly paying attention right now. This is that, like, she's gone through a lot today. Mm-hmm. She's been chased through the streets by this golem. I think she's in zone-out mode, so I don't even know that she registers this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he looks at you, waiting for a response. Doesn't get one. Meredith just kind of smiles and says, mm, it's all good, you can talk to me. Well, your friend here if I understand the situation correctly, cast some pretty dangerous spells in a city street. Yeah, but they were in her defence. She was being attacked by a pretty dangerous golem. Yes, that is very true. And 
of course, we will take that into consideration. What are you saying? Well, we have to get a few words from your companion here just to clear things up. But otherwise, I think I'm going to have to place her under arrest. What? What for? Destruction of city property, casting... I'm sorry? Casting fireball as well in a a city street. These are all under self-defense, I'm sure. But unless I get a statement from her, I can't clarify any of this. There's been some dangerous people in the city recently and... uh, Yeah. Yeah, look, I totally understand. Could you you give us a second, please? I'll see what I can do. Okay. Now, just for my own benefit here, are you now or have you ever been an adventurer with a guild? Yes. I'm with the Monastage Guild. Okay. But that's just me. Okay. Well, that does make things clearer as to how something like this could have occurred. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure it does. Look, honestly, we've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Can I have a moment with my friend? Of course. Thank you. I'm sure your guild will cover any damages that you incurred to the city during this adventure of yours. Yeah. I mean, look, they're not going to be happy about it, but sure. He walks away. Yeah. Hey folks, Ross here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons & Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us grow our audience. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. So Meredith kind of looks up at Potentia and touches her gently on the arm. Mate, you okay? Uh, yes, yes. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Running on instinct isn't exactly my thing, so... Yeah, it um, seems to be... (laughs) I think think you're giving yourself too little credit there, my friend. You handled yourself beautifully. Sorry. Honestly. More that I'm not used to doing it, therefore not now processing all the things I did and... (laughs) Huh. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) Look, I'm so sorry about this, but we might have a bit of a problem. I'm not sure if you noticed, because I think you were processing, but there was a wizard here just a few seconds ago. His name's Officer Bunting, and, um... Well... (laughs) He wants to arrest you. What? Apparently something to do with casting fireball and dangerous magic. Look, I tried to tell him that it was all in self-defense, but he wants to hear it from you. I'm so sorry. Um, right. Uh, yes, fine. Good. Um, okay. I don't... I know. I know he... I I, I assume he wants to talk to me now, not later once I can even work out what I've... Well, yeah, I know. I asked him to give us a few minutes and he seemed okay with that, but... Okay. Would you like me to try giving him my details? I, by the sounds of and things, And then I, he can I, I, get in contact with us later? I don't know that that's going to help by the Well, I mean, I could try and play the doctor card. That's up. That's, that's your call, Meredith. I... Really, what I need now is to sleep and even work out I what know. I've done so um, and I'd prefer not to do that in a trail cell yeah. to be honest um, I know okay um, 
Can we... Coming out of the crowd of guards, pushing his way through, you know, flashing his badge, is Gregory, Harold's brother. Oh, thank goodness. Gregory, over here. Oh, good. Um, are, you, are you okay? I, I heard as soon yes. as I... I, yes. I came as soon as I heard. We're okay. Harold's okay. I think he went to find Martha. Martha? Um, but we're okay. We're okay. Why did you go to find Martha? A uh, <sighs> friend of ours was not... Not doing well. Not in a good way. Oh, I see. Look, Gregory, Officer Bunting wants to arrest Potentia. Can you go and have a chat? She was just... It was a golem and it was attacking us and we were just trying to help and we were doing what we felt was right and acting in self-defense. We need your help. I'll take care of it. Uh, He turns around. You're the best. Thank you. And almost bumps into Nikolai, who was standing in his shadow. Oh, um, sorry. Nikolai, the vampire. Just in case you've forgotten. (laughs) Oh, no. Had not not. forgotten. (laughs) Um... Can you can you check on Harold and my, my younger sister, please? And Nikolai looks at him. I'm not sure I'm the man for that kind of job. You understand where you're asking me to go? Ah, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. You talk to Officer Bunting. I'm going to go find my brother. He looks back. Meredith just kind of like looks looks at, at Gregory and goes and gives him a thumbs up. Good call. <laughs> you're you're both okay. Yeah, yeah, we are now. Thanks to you guys. Okay. Well, I mean, okay is relative, but yes, physically we're okay. He looks at the golem. Thanks to to us. Thanks to you. You this thing is dangerous. Clearly, and you, three of you, four of you, I, four. you stopped yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yes, we did. <laughs> um, uh, just hang out here. I'll be, I'll, I'll be back. And he takes off sprinting up the road. Can Meredith like rootle around in her backpack and like pull out a fairly crushed like pastry and break off half of it and give it to Potential wordlessly and like start chewing on it and taking deep breaths? Yeah, yeah been we did saving that. this pastry since this morning. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Meredith and the pastries, man. It's a thing. The emergency pastry. Come on. <laughs> Get with the program here. Of course she has emergency pastry supplies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, it's her love language. That's, that's mm. merch right there. <laughs> the emergency pastry. <laughs> An emergency pastry pack. Um, Potential's going to take it and not eat it. Again, not particularly because she's choosing not to, but just because she's not thinking about it right she's now. She's zonked, yeah. Um, sh- she's going to look across. I assume Nikolai has gone to talk to. Yes, he, he Nikolai to has, has to. gone over to Officer Bunting, uh, and they appear to be having a conversation. And Officer Bunting appears to be trying to stand his ground as best he can against this formidable individual. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we definitely sent the right vampire to do that job. <laughs> Never send a human to do a vampire's job. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I think sort of knowing that she's then going to cast her eyes across it, where the golem hit the deck, 
and then register that she's still got the finger in the bag mm-hmm. that she's still carrying. <laughs> yep. Um, and is just going to sort of look into my bag and just sort of see what I can see of it. You, you have can. to move away some of the broken glass. of, um, But you find it at the bottom of your bag. It's laying there inert. Cool. Um, I imagine you're you're looking at it, but you haven't like prodded it or anything. No. Okay. What I'd like to do is, because I have the lid to that potion bottle will still be in my bag, despite the fact that that health potion boiled off. Mm-hmm. Without touching it as much as I can, but keeping it in my bag, just kind of put it in the potion bottle and seal it. Like I don't trust it as far as I can hypothetically throw it. Okay. Um, as you go to scoop it. It twitches. She flinches in a way that Meredith would probably notice if Meredith was paying any attention. But that's up to Joe as to whether Joe Meredith's paying any attention. Uh, well, probably what will catch your attention more, Meredith, is that one of the guards has just, like, yelped over near the, the golem. It moved! I, I think I, I think it moved! Sir? 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 Uh, Potentia, what are you doing? Meredith is like looking at, at Potentia with the with the thing. Is that is that the finger? I mean, that's why I left, right? Was that I had it in my bag and that's how it was following us around. So yes, it is. Yeah. Should should we should we call one somebody over? Uh Nikolai is is looking at the remains of the golem and is now having some very pointed words. That officer bunting. Should should we call Nikolai back? If we tell anyone, then I'm going to get into more trouble than I'm already potentially in. Should we just? This is the moral quandary for. This is a moral quandary for Meredith. It's oh, okay. 100. I don't. But we should. Shouldn't we be worried about people's safety? I just. I. But. But then also, you're, you, and. She like takes a bite of her pastry again and looks very confused. I mean, look, it's it is what it is, right? I've got I've got to manage the fact that there are now I've now got to talk to someone, whatever Nikolai has organized or not. I guess I can use this to explain why I was here. But But like this isn't your fault. We took this off somebody because it was dangerous. Not my fault and not my problem are two different things, Meredith. Something cannot be your fault and still end up being your problem. Yeah, it's true, but... I I just keep getting the feeling that we're in over our heads. I think we, we were help. in over our heads a long time ago, Meredith. I know, I know. You, and all I'm going to say is there's a reason I'm not an adventurer. I mean, there's multiple reasons I'm not an adventurer, but this does seem to be one of them. What are we doing? This is... Raffi just died! Yes. Potentia, we need help. Yes. And who do you propose we turn to? We need to call Nikolai back over. I feel like you say that and then you just do it. I don't feel like I get yeah. to say anything after mm-hmm. that. No. Yeah. As much as I want to like include you in this, nope. I think it's kind of got that's, to the nope, point where that's... Meredith is like, no, we need to do something. That's... Um, and she shouts for Nikolai. 
and like beckons him over. Uh, he stops the argument he's having with Officer Bunting and he, he walks back over. And he, he does that thing where yeah. he like squats down to, to meet your eyeline. Yes, Meredith. We need your help. That is evident. And then she looks over at Potentia. There's a reason we were here. Just out for a stroll again? Well, we were looking for answers. And um, we were trying to do the, our best to keep everybody safe, but we need your help. You were looking for answers. What was the question? Potentia? Well, so there was this, this incident on campus with this... We were in the library and... Fade out. Fade back in. Give me the ending. And now we're here and I guess... Well, I don't know the end of the story, really. Um, I see. Well, you've given me all the information I need to put an end to this golem. Have I? That would be amazing. How have I done that? Actually, Potentia, don't suppose you have one last shatter spell in you? Uh, not today, unfortunately. It's been a long day. Lots of self-preservation required. I see. Well, then your closure will need to be you've told me what to do. And he stands up fully. He walks over to Officer Bunting. And then the two of them walk over to the golem and they direct the guards to step back away from it. And then Officer Bunting casts Shatter directly on the stone tablet of this golem and it is destroyed. It is obliterated into a thousand thousand tiny pieces scattered across the cobblestones and whatever force was holding this golem together dissipates and it just becomes a hunk of metal. Do I feel anything happen in my bag? It gets heavier slightly. And that piece of golem you have in your bag oxidizes and just returns to a piece of metal or begins to oxidize at least, just cool down completely. And then Nikolai walks back over and squats back down next to the two of you. It's done. So I see. Thank you. I have arranged that Officer Bunting or some other guard here will take a statement from you, Potentia, that you were defending yourself and I'm sure we can find some witnesses to corroborate your story. Well, your guards at the guardhouse will be able to corroborate certainly something. Yes. Although I didn't I'm afraid catch their names. I'm sure we can find them. Meredith as well as a registered adventurer her word is well, it's not nothing. Thanks. (laughs) It is not my prejudice you have to be concerned with, Meredith. Adventurers have a reputation. Yeah, I'm very aware of that. Now, if you two are settled here and fine... Well, fine is relative. Yes. But I think you need to go and find Gregory. Yes, he's run off into the city by himself in the middle of the night searching for his brother and a corpse. Things I don't often find myself doing, but they are what they are. Actually, I think tonight would be a quiet night for me, relatively speaking. Oh, no. He kind of smirks. Thank you again for your help. We really appreciate it. It is my duty to the city. And if you ever tell Gregory I have a fondness for him... Wouldn't dream of it. Good. Meredith, like, mimes. 
zipping her lip. I've taken certain oaths, you see, and I would hate to break them. And he turns and walks away. Hey, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctrines DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I might see your name and use it for a character in the show. Like in this episode, we have two character names inspired by fans of the show. I saw talking about us on social media. We've got Catchell, named after David Catchell, and Bunting, named after Jane Bunting. So thank you to both of you for talking about the show on social media and promoting it. And now you've got characters in the show. So I bet that feels pretty cool. And if you would like to get on the show, then give us a shout out on Twitter or Facebook. Tell people how much you're enjoying the show, how much you're enjoying listening to us, and make sure to tag us. And then if I see it, maybe I'll name a character after you. I I can't believe that we've gotten here to the end of what I'm calling the first season of the show. We did it. It's amazing. Uh, I hope you're enjoying this this arc. It's been a long one. It's been a very long arc, but uh, it's coming to an end with this episode. And then next week, we're taking a week off to kind of recharge our, our brains and give us some much-needed rest after this long storytelling arc. And then we'll be back with a mini-adventure with some different characters, some of which you've already met. We may see a return of Susie Methuselah, for example. And for this mini-adventure, I'll actually be passing the reins over to Ross as a DM, and I'll be playing a character, so that's exciting. So with the conclusion of this story arc, we're going to be doing another common room, answering a whole bunch of questions. I'm sure you have heaps. I can't guarantee I'll answer all of them because they may be plot spoilery. But if you have questions that we think are perfectly fine for spoiler reasons, then yeah, we'll answer them. Send them in via our link on our link tree. There's just a form you fill out and then we can answer questions. We're going to be recording soon. Get them in as soon as you can. We love making the show. We love interacting with you. We love answering your questions. And we love answering the questions that are burning within you because they're things that probably we care about too, or maybe we haven't thought of, and it's a really cool way to have us think about our characters in the world in a way we hadn't thought of before. So yeah, send your questions in. You can find the link to that via our link tree and on our website, dndoctorates.com. I'm sure you want to get back to this episode as fast as you can, so I'm not going to hold us up much longer. Remember, we're taking a break next week, so we'll be back on thursday the 21st of october keep an eye out for it in your feeds and on social media all right so back to this episode right now okay i feel like that's not a question we want to answer meredith no i think i'm gonna leave that one alone sounds like a good choice yeah speaking of good choices i'm really sorry if I just made things way more complicated for you, I just, I feel like, I felt like it kind of got to a point where we just, I couldn't keep us safe anymore, you know? Meredith, you haven't done anything wrong. Okay. Okay, good. Heaven forbid, you almost died. So if anyone's due to an apology... It's you and Harold. Oh, I no. I seem to have come out just... of this pretty cleanly, comparatively. <laughs> you always take such good care of us, Potentia. I don't know if I've ever thanked you for that. 
hate the player. Do I though? <laughs> Do I though? <laughs> I don't know that that's true, but I'll take the compliment. I think it's best <laughs> that we go find Harold. I feel like his sister may right. have laid into him somewhat. I think you're right. Can you can you help me up? Yeah, how how is stiff. how is she in terms of mobility? Um you're gonna be hobbling. You can you have partial use of your leg. You, you need like one of those um what's the It's definitely you, better. Like a, you, you need like a like a walking stick or a Yeah crutches. Cool. Um can I hang on, I just want to check the length of something. Just one second. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Meredith is three foot tall. I am three foot tall, yeah. How long is a quarter star? Long taller than Meredith. Great. Well, yeah. I'm going to hand <laughs> Meredith my. Sorry, I'm going to extend my quarter staff because we decided that it was telescoping at one point, mm-hmm. and hand it to Meredith to help her walk. I suggest we proceed on foot, perhaps. Yeah, I think I think Nikolai and Gregory will have everything sorted. I don't think there's much rush. A, a female guard approaches you, Potentia, with a handful of pages of, of parchment and a, a quill. I've been asked to take your statement. Let's let's start off just simply. I... What's your name? Can I make a request, please? And I'm just turning to, like, talking to her mm-hmm. straight on. My friend is not able to get home by herself at the moment. Leg injury and whatnot. Would you mind if I took her home, made sure she was safe, and came in tomorrow to give my statement? I will come down to whichever guardhouse you would prefer but right now there are other people who need to be considered before this uh she looks over at officer bunting for confirmation who looks at nikolai stalking into the distance and she he turns back and gives her a nod (laughs) yes tomorrow will be fine if you like i can take some parchment and i can write my statement before i go so that it's all half written. For yes, me. yes, and she'll she'll take. She thrusts paperwork yeah. at me. Yes, here gives you some paper. Okay, just gonna fold it and put it in Harold's bag because I know that there's a whole bunch of random in my bag right mm-hmm. now. But just, but he's got books in his. So yeah, it's just you've got you've got shards of glass in your bag. Yeah. All right, so you're going to walk Meredith home? I'm going to walk Meredith to go to Martha's Temple. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm going to say we're going home. We're not going home. Right. Nah. Okay. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Harold, you've put Raffi in a, a recovery room. It looks like this is a, a room mm. that has a number of beds. Um, yeah. They're all currently empty except the one that Raffi is in. Yeah. Um, and Martha has pulled up two seats along the bed and gotten you a cup of tea. Listen, Martha, I think it would be better if the story that we told was more that you had, you know, the ability to do more sort of powerful healing. The thing is, uh, Meredith, she won't understand why we did what we did today and my friendship to her means a lot but also so does Rafi you you understand what I'm saying I do 
I haven't really met Meredith that much. You're my brother, so so you come first. And Raffi, who has re- regained consciousness slightly, uh, maybe it would just be better if you got here and you couldn't bring me back and Raffi died and I leave this place to someone else. Is that what you want, Raffi? I mean... Harold, I've... I've made some mistakes in my life. And I've really, really pissed off the wrong people. It'd be real nice if Raffi could disappear and someone else gets another chance. Hmm. You know, it's so funny. I was... I was saying essentially the same thing to Potentia, you know, I... I was so proud of you for turning a new leaf and she was trying to sort of, you know, draw you back in to keep learning Thieves Cunt and, uh... She's a... an alright student, I suppose. She has a very strong idea about what she wants and how to get it. Uh, can't fault her drive, that's for sure, but... Uh, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a trained deceptor like you, Raffi. Although, if we're being honest, maybe you're not so great at it yourself. Uh, Yeah, well, I haven't exactly used my business degree very well. And uh, I only picked up thievery and skills from that book. Surprising what you can learn from a book. Uh, But, Raffi, you know, if it's what you want, then I'll support you. You know, I, I... I think you can do great things. You showed a lot of bravery today and foresight. Uh, you know, um, not everyone would have figured out the stone tablet thing. I don't even really know what that means, but you clearly had figured out something or other. I just heard a few tales around, you know, golems run by tablets. I saw oh. it, so I, I stabbed it. I'm not sure it was the right move. <laughs> well, if it, I saw it, so I stabbed it. If it makes you feel any better, I, I dumped a lot of water onto it, and it certainly wasn't a fan of that. So I don't think, hopefully, we'll be seeing it around any longer. But just uh, he like goes to scratch his head, and then realizes mm. that his arm is missing. <sighs> Uses his other hand to scratch his head. Yes, maybe maybe not a career in blacksmithery, Raffi. No, uh, just not but, sure what I'm going to tell my sisters. You know, Raffi, I, I, I think a one-armed librarian would be just fine. You, uh, you seemed very settled around the books. Yeah. Yeah, could be good. Could be a, a new chapter in my life. Huh. <laughs> yes, quite. Maybe it's not a new chapter, it's a whole new whole new book. Starting on page one. That sounds wonderful. Suppose I'll need a new name. Uh I was reading something recently. Um maybe I'll take his name. Oh? Call me Catchel. Catchel. I'm gonna roll a deception check. Harold is not a fan of that name. Uh oh nice. Dirty twenty. E- excellent, Raffi. That that sounds great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Catch all. And he, he falls back asleep. Martha kind of like pokes your, your leg. You've always been a bad liar, Harold. 
Hmm. Uh, well, I, sus- I suspect the others are probably on their way here sometime soon. I suppose we should get our story straight in this case. Um, I suppose we tell them there was nothing that could be done. Yeah, if if that's what you want to tell them. I, I think it's for the best, honestly. Uh, okay. Maybe we head upstairs, wait in the, the pews. Do they... I talked to Potentia for some time. They know what temple I am. I work at, right? Yes, I think so. I, I mean, I would have mentioned it before. Okay. Let's let Catchall sleep. We'll head upstairs. Meredith and Potentia, you have arrived in the Three Wells District, an area filled with temples to the various gods and goddesses of the world. Probably not a place you've really visited before, but looking around Potentia, you will spot a a large temple with a, a full moon and a new moon decorating it, which is what you would recognize to be a temple to the goddesses of life and death. I'm just going to steer Meredith in that direction because I don't feel like she's leading the way. I feel like I am, so... Uh, you climb the steps and open the door to the yep. temple and you find Harold and Martha sitting and talking in the pews. There is very, very dim candlelight filling the room. Petra can see pretty well. Meredith strains to make their, their figure out in the, the darkness. I think, again, I would probably just steer Meredith in that Yeah, direction. Meredith is going to follow. I mean, there's not really very much else she can do right now. <laughs> a giant a stick. A tiny halfling yeah. using a stick being shepherded by a by an elf. <laughs> yeah, let's... Uh, I don't have very yeah, much let's agency assume that you don't have situation. a lot of control over your direction right now. <laughs> you have all the agency, just you're choosing not to use it. Um, and I think we would. I would sit... Like, I would put... Um, like push Meredith into the pew in front of yep. such that yep. we are seen by the other two but can still have a conversation Tentra, Meredith it's. Well, I wish I could see you under better circumstances Rafi Harold just shakes his head <sighs> mm. Meredith like leans her head forward on the um, on the pew in front of her and takes a deep breath. Martha will place her hand on your shoulder, Meredith. Give you like a pat. This is part of the natural cycle of life and death. And their passing hurts and will hurt for some time. But all you need to do is remember them. They'll be with you. Yeah. What on earth was he thinking jumping on the back of that thing? It's amazing what you'll do when you are put in a situation where you don't have a lot of choice. For example, running through the streets by yourself with a golem finger. She says this with that that note of like levity of trying to poke the bear to make someone smile. <laughs> she's not good at it, just to be very clear. She's not good at it. I wasn't suggesting she was. Yeah. But like it's that attempt to to break the set. What was he even doing out there? I mean, he was he was back in the library last time I looked. Some length of time had passed since you last saw him. Mm-hmm. He did explain the entirety of monster battles. True. <laughs> Potentia 
in a sort of asking kind of way, not in a assuming either of them will know the exact answer. Um, do we know if he's got family or people who to whom the the body should go? I mean, it doesn't feel right that it just be left someplace. Harold kind of glances at Martha and then goes, um, uh, Martha, I think the city normally takes care of these things, right? We can make sure that the proper funeral rites will be done and that next of kin family will be notified. That's... I wish I could say this is the first time a dead body has been brought to us in the middle of the night, but it's not. I apologize to the three of you. I'm sometimes too used to these things. This is someone that you cared about, and I have spoken. Yeah, perhaps. She looks at Harold. I might leave the three of you here. Um, I have some some rights that I need to attend to tonight. Thanks, Martha. Harold, you really need to invite me over for dinner sometime. Hmm. I'll have to tidy up the place first, I suppose. <laughs> well, you're never exactly been one to keep your room clean, so I can only imagine what your apartment might look like. Again, I'm... I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> and she... Good one, Martha. She'll, she'll walk away. Leave the three of you in the temple. How are you doing, Meredith? Uh, I saw that you got uh, stuck with something. <laughs> yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> I think I'm going to be processing that for a little while. Speaking of, shall we? Shall we go home? Yes, I have some paperwork to fill out. It sounds like. Well, you know, I actually have one last bottle of the the spoils from our first endeavour. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like I have a friend to commemorate and uh, I suppose I need to be filled in on what, harp- uh, what happened after I left. Would you mind having someone crash on your couch? No, of course not. Uh, you'd be more than welcome. Meredith nods tidily and then kind of goes alright let's go. Uh, Potentia, before they leave, is going to uh, take the paperwork she has to fill out out of Harold's bag, give Harold his bag back, on account of oh, yeah. she's still carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which actually begs a question, which I just realised. You pulled a diamond out of your bag. There's no way that's in my backpack. That is in okay, my coat. Okay, cool. As long as that's in your coat, that's yeah. fine. I was just like, yeah. I've got yeah, yeah. a bag, though. <laughs> that's fine. Um, give, yeah, hand you your bag back, but without my, um, but I'll take my paperwork that I have to fill out because I'll probably find somewhere at Harold's to spread that out and start trying to fill some of it out. Hmm. All right, come on. We've got a lot to tell you about. Yeah. As the three of you make your way back to Harold's apartment, we will leave you three to take stock of what's happened, discuss the events of the day, and to commiserate the loss of a friend whose life has come to an end, 
the story of Raffi has a final page. And as that book closes, we'll, we'll pull away from the three of you. And our vision turns to a side door of the temple where we see Martha talking with Gregory. Tell me you didn't do it, Martha. You didn't see his face, Gregory. The guilt he had. I... I had to help. Yes, but you know the cost. Had a diamond. Was it enough? Was it enough, Martha? No, it wasn't. So you, you did it again? I know the cost, Gregory. But he didn't, and he won't. You won't tell him. You can't tell him. Martha, swear to me, Gregory. Swear. I swear I won't tell him. Seeing Nikolai walking towards them, Gregory says, I have to go. I love you, little sister. I love you, big brother. They hug, and Gregory walks away. Martha looks up at the moon. What's a few more years? We pull the camera further away, out of Ferramostus, to a dark room. A wall of candlelights flickers, each candle illuminating a symbol or a letter. And one of those candles flickers out, and a man who's watching the wall leaves the room and enters a sparking, flickering laboratory. Someone is leaning over a table working on some kind of arcane device. The man who enters the room. Master, one of the lights has gone out. Oh? That me? Oh. Well, that one hardly matters. It was a test made of leftover materials. That golem was hardly anything to think about. Do not even concern yourself with pitying it. And he turns back to his work. Actually, though, yes, master. I believe it was traveling with that mast fellow to Ferramastus. Investigate how it was destroyed. That is something I want to know. Yes, master. It will be done.